0: Right so are you making your movie about global warming? Are you making your movie about immigration? <laughs> what are you making your movie about? You can't decide cuz you don't know. You don't right. even know what your movie is about. <laughs> so it could have been it could have been that. You could have said something with your movie. Mm. But they don't even mention that. They're like, "Oh yeah, these aliens arrive cuz the Ice melts and they were in an ice cap, so 30 years later, the, all the ice melted. So they're gone. it alludes
1: to global warming, but it doesn't so, say exactly, it out, like out loud. Nobody yeah. cares,
0: everybody's like, Oh my god, ain't, but nobody cares that the, the ice caps are going in 30 years, <laughs> right? The, sci- <laughs> that's the scientists big, do, that's the scientists deal. do. That's a big deal. Welcome to Off The Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever and whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem, D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off The Rip. Nothing in common. Uh, Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick, read, You are back for another episode of Off the Rip, episode twenty six, if I am correct. How are y'all doing? We are here with your hosts at front, like they know the most. We got Reem. What's up, Reem?
1: What up? What up?
0: Out there in VT.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm VT. I had to, uh, had to join the club. I had to get a new edition, get some ink, man. That's right. Represent you know what I'm the inked up, my heritage. Tatted,
0: tatted, inked up, tatted, tatted. <laughs> what's up, Mook? What's good with you? How you been, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Shit, man. Ain't nothing to complain about really. Just some playlists that people got going on at the crib, but don't <laughs> worry about that. Um Shiz, what's good, Shiz? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? I want to get into you for a second, man. What's up? You got six days? Seven days? Six. is it Six. Six. six, six? I don't know if we count today or not. I didn't know. Six days. Six days, man. How you feeling? Six days to go.
2: Oh man, I'm feeling good, man. Feeling um, good. What's good? Getting, getting married. You know. Was that? Is that it's, joyful? Is that happy? There's there's a lot of joy. There was there was some some anxiety there because I had to you know write my vows. And anxiety you know? or is that fear? Oh oh, you banned me now. Oh yeah, hey, let's you, go right you, now. Let's you, go. Let's go. We going
1: deep. Yeah, I heard you man. bought some tickets to D.C., huh? You going back? Nah, that's, that's,
0: that's, not that's, coming back. That's, that's, not, that's not happening. I'm not going back to D.C. Nah, I bought those on his card.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right, word, word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Feeling good, man. You just um, wrote your vows and shit? Wrote them. Uh, I shared them with you. So yeah, you I think? know.
0: I know. I was saying. You, I was trying yeah, to catch yeah. you up to where yeah, he was. A, yeah. What, what, did you think? what did you think? I something? thought that was nice, man. That was really nice. That was... It was funny, man. I was like, oh, she's a little poet. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Get in and the bag had, a little bit. Some,
0: he's hiding his talents from the world. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a little writer.
2: <laughs> you know, I had to I had to do something special, man, getting into uh a, a more vulnerable space, which mm. I think it was a little bit challenging, but um, not challenging, but just sharing it in front of, you know, my parents and stuff and you know, her parents and some of her family members that I haven't met yet. So being able to disclose that, I think, brings a lot of, yeah, fear. Not fear, but like, it's it's like, it's a butterfly feeling. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for, for the wedding, but just like reading the vows is like. it hey mean, fear is not bad them? or good, bro. You
0: know, exactly. fear is a natural human emotion. So if exactly. fear can have a positive, positive tingling to it, pause. But yeah, that was, that was a little crazy. You know, did she, <laughs> did
3: she hear the vows? No. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, yeah. You're oh, so sharing. she so her first time hearing is gonna be when we first hear it too as well. Yeah. Well, I mean I will
2: share it with you guys. Um no, nah, I wanna yeah. be I wouldn't be for the surprise, wanna be even so. surprised. You wanna be surprised, okay? Yeah, cool. yeah I, I wanna, wanna be in for surprise. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll be excited I'll definitely, for it. Yeah, I shared it with my parents. They loved it. Um uh, shared it with her mom. He really enjoyed it. So I was just like, Yeah, ready to go. It's still, yeah. bro.
0: It's we, still. we we we've seen when vows go. Um, <laughs> eight pages long. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> so Please tell I, me yours is an eight page. No, right? no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. I'm trying
0: to. I appreciate that <laughs> I appreciated where Rashawn decided to stop his vows without giving away too much for y'all because I
2: don't want to ruin the surprise. Especially, especially when uh, English isn't your first language or
0: strongest mm. language. Now you sound like Stephen A. <laughs> Talking about Otani.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no, but I was talking about the uh, Nah, um, man.
0: Nah, watch watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that—did y'all hear about that though? Bro, no. he had a whole bad week. Yo, yeah, he was saying stuff and Nigeria about Nigeria the Nigerian come Nigeria basketball. Well, he don't, but unless I missed the Nigerian apology, I only heard the Otani apology. Mm. I think he
1: apologized for all of it in general after, but. That's the only problem I
0: have with it. Is, yeah. So, for the listeners who don't know, Stephen A. Smith was out here just being Stephen A. Smith of old, not of new. He kind of went back, he kind of regressed. And, you know, that means he's bombastic and he's dogmatic and he's out here just spewing at his highest level of, of words. And so it sounds like he's yelling at you. You know, he becomes a caricature. Um, and so he was talking about Otani, who is. Um, balling in the MLB right now Who's probably the best player He's pitching and hitting and just destroying Everybody he's like Getting Babe Ruth comparisons And all that stuff Babe Ruth is black And then um, So Stephen A. Smith was asked like do you think He's going to be the uh, face of it's, it's good that he's going to be the face of MLB And Stephen A. Smith was like nah It's not going to be good we have a foreigner in here He's going to need a translator He can't even speak English pretty much um and so that doesn't bode well for the sport and um at that same time Team USA also just got their um loss to Nigeria and when he was talking about Nigeria he was making fun of their last names in in uh pretty stereotypical ways and he was pretty much by saying how did Team USA lose he was pretty much diminishing everything that Nigeria did and Nigeria did shoot the lights out that night Mm -hmm. And he didn't give it basically, gave them no credit and was like, How could Team USA lose to these bums? And so, um, but he made the Nigerian comments prior to the Otani comments. But he came out with an apology to the Otani comments the same day Mm -hmm. versus coming out and talking about the um, making an apology for the Nigerian team. And that just bothers me because it's because. And this kind of goes back to the to the Rachel Nichols thing. It's like, yeah, this is a teaching moment for for um, the speaker. This is a teaching moment for Stephen A Smith, but this is also an indictment on ESPN because clearly ESPN came down and said you need to apologize for the Otani comments because or here's where I'm I'm assume, but it looks like or my judgment is that because of the AAPI community, the Asian Pacific Islander community, American yeah. Asian uh, Pacific Island community. Um, and that it's a very sensitive time right now and that they came down and said, yo, you need to come out and apologize for that. Whereas the shit he said about the Nigerians, they didn't even, whatever. Like you don't need to apologize about the black people, whatever. That's just what it is. And, and like far too often I see that dynamic Uh, where other groups, racial, religious, can come out and demand apologies. You look at uh, Nick Cannon, when he was talking about um, the Jewish people and how much control they have over... Or Nick Cannon was claiming that Jewish people had a lot of control over the industry. And then he had to get... He had to immediately... He got fired. Yeah, he lost his own show. But I guarantee you, if he was talking about some derogatory stuff about black people in the music industry that would have just that would have just flown by nothing would have happened so it's just it's just something i wanted to point out but yeah i know i, I took it on a different tangent but yeah
2: no i just think it's interesting how like calculated that is right mm. um because even like just think of think of censorship like when you're watching movies and stuff like i don't think the n-word is censored it's not like, bitch and all other types of, like, derogatory terms are, right? So it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy looking at it from that lens. And I don't know, being looking at it from a production standpoint, they're probably looking at it like, well, this is an African-American man making funny comments or jokes around kind of like his own people. So I guess we can let it fly. Like, he doesn't really have to apologize about that. I mean, maybe that's not the case, but that's kind of how I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, but Team Nigeria put out a thing immediately saying, "Yo, right. pronounce our names correctly." Like exactly. that was very rude.
2: Yeah, and, and 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 I'm not I'm not like disagreeing with you on that because it was wrong. But I'm saying like Stephen A got to he has to be better about that. Like absolutely. you have to be better. Yeah. Like one if of the um, watch, oh, I'm sorry, move.
3: I was saying one of the um. Uh, well, he's not. I don't know if he's on the Nigerian team, but I know he is Nigerian. Um. Jordan Nowara, um, I believe he plays for the Bucks right now. So I don't know if it's a matter of he's on the team and just can't go yet, obviously, for three he's in the finals. But he said um, on his Twitter, he was like, Stephen A. Smith can pronounce the last name Shashevsky, So there's no reason why he can't go out and learn our last names and um, say him on television properly.
0: Absolutely. shashevsky that makes no damn sense of a name, man. Start that shit with a K. <laughs> Someone got to explain that one to me. Um, yeah, man. So that 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 kind of goes into my post post racial world segment. But and we saw a lot of um racial instances come out this week with um, the national England team losing to Italy. Uh, we saw how they the two black players missed the last two PKs and there was a lot of racism around them coming out. You have actors like Tom Holland and other people, uh, predominant English famous people coming out like I'm saying, there's no room for racism in our country and racism in our sports. So I thought that's cool. Um, but it just, it just goes to show you like, it's not just America, one. It's not just America, the, the world is racist, um, even though it shows up in different ways. And um, again, it's not post, we're in a post-post racial world. Um, and we see it again with the player in Germany who um, they had to stop when they're playing. I think it was Honduras because the players on Honduras teams were being racist towards um, a Germany player. So the Germany team just walked off the pitch with five minutes left. It's always interesting when I hear those stories too, about the other team being racist. Uh, I, I wonder what it would look like if we got to a point where they out the person who was being racist. Cause they always say the other team was being racist. So we walked off the pitch. And in that, it's like they're protecting the person who's being racist. It's like, to me, if you're bold enough to say those racist comments, then you're bold enough to deal with me putting you in the uh, media, putting your name in the media. And you got to deal with that now, too. So it's weird that they always get protected by um, the other team or by soccer or whatever. Whoever is doing the investigation or the PR doesn't put out those players' names. So you said it was Honduras that said something? I think it was Germany versus Honduras. I can look that up real quick. Okay. Because yeah, I did see
3: something about that, but I didn't know. I When I first saw heard something about it, I thought they were talking about, like, fans or something like that saying something.
0: Yeah, Germany walks off field after a player allegedly faced a racist insult from a opponent on Honduras. Wow. Yep.
1: Like, how do you feel about that response, about players just walking off, like, just not not allowing it, just leaving the game, like, right away like that?
0: Uh, i think you you got to react how you you got to do what you can like what are the in those in those like we got to look at the options in that instance It's one keep playing two throw hands or head Right, confront or, like yeah confront <laughs> right. confront the conflict or three um just walk off um, mm-hmm. and so walking off is the most is the safest so i'm mean, i'm fine with this within their it's within their right like i i have a right to play i have a right not to play mhm So in the consequence, I feel like they're taking the consequences. If whatever the consequence is from them walking off, then it is what it is. But again, I'm not going to get dehumanized and I'm not going to sit here for that.
1: Right. And I I think one thing that's really interesting that I've been thinking about is how the fans and I guess kind of how the country views it. So when back... Last year in the bubble, when you had players who were kneeling before the games, when teams like were deciding to to not play for games, um, we saw how fans respond to that. And a lot of it was very negative. You know, you're playing a basketball game. You know, I watch basketball for entertainment. I don't want to deal with politics. You know, you had this very I feel like I saw a very strong point of view that people did not like that players were invoking their right. And some people say they don't have that right because they're under contract. But regardless, they're invoking their right to not play. In this case, you know, with soccer, you see these players that have had to deal with racist comments and actions for years. Like this is not the first case. Like This has been happening for a long time in, in soccer and they walk away. And again, I'm not as intertwined in soccer and news and culture, but I haven't seen as much negative publicity about them walking away. So everything that I've seen has been, you're celebrating them for getting away from that. And I think that speaks to this like cultural difference that we have in the States versus in other countries. And maybe it's a sport difference, but the fact that here in the States, you know, um, you know the women's soccer team, the WNBA, these players are kneeling before games and they're getting criticized and killed for it on media. You know, and like people don't want to deal with it. People don't want to talk about these issues for in, in places like Europe and other places where they're playing sports. I feel like you're seeing a lot more positive uh, views of of players doing this. You know, you, you appreciate that type of activism. You appreciate those players standing up and it it just speaks to the issue. I feel like that we have here in, in America where, you know, people are so demanding and it's, it's this, this or that there's no gray area. It's black or white. People either want you to do this or do that. And I was having this conversation with my family and like, my grandparents are here, we're all social workers, you know, they got their doctorates and master, they've been teaching. So like all my brothers kind of do a, a lot of similar stuff. So like we were all just kind of getting into this, you know, talks about the world and everything. And this conversation came up about how the media and how our culture forces us to pick one or the other. You know, when most things are not black and white, most things your the best answer is it depends, right? But people want you to say, Oh, I stand for this or I stand for that. When in reality, you can stand for both a lot of times. You know, you can you can pick both answers and still be a good person, still be an honest person. And so like to see what's happening in the soccer world, to see what's happening in in the sports worlds all around. It just brings me back to this idea of how people perceive it. And, you know, how specifically here in the States, how a lot of fans look at that kind of stuff and just and they don't want to see it for whatever reason. While in other countries, it seems more acceptable to be an activist, to stand up for what you believe in, you know.
2: And see your point, Reem, and I, I definitely agree with you. Do you think, and I know it's been going on for a very long time in, like, our sports world here in America, but more recently, do you think a lot of that attributes to the Trump effect?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think people are emboldened. People feel comfortable to say that shit.
2: Yeah, because I feel like if you have, like, a president speaking, like, especially with the, with the NFL, right? Guys are taking a knee guys are doing these things to really stand up and take a political stance on like police brutality and just overall just equality and you have a president like Trump who's just out here completely against that doesn't that heighten up like we talked about you know black and white doesn't that like heighten like a specific group to like okay we're really taking this stance and we have our president behind this yeah. like he's like he's fueling
3: this engine yeah because remember when when all this was going down when uh the the that whole kneeling um when the nfl do, um, kneeling was going on he had came out in a press conference and that said if it was me i'd what do you say something about he cut those sons he of cut them yep.
1: yeah
3: yeah he said i cut those sons of bitches and they would never step foot on my field again
1: mm. and
3: it was like pretty much pretty much it was like a, a, a slave owner mentality when he came out and said that, and then right after that, that's when everybody kind of got—I wouldn't say right after that—but that's when everybody was was you know comfortable in in how they wanted to to react to these kind of things, how they wanted to to go about their business, you know, how they if if something was you know op- uh, opposing what they valued, they went to the extremes on making sure that their values stood firm.
1: Mm. You know? Yeah. Like it, it's it, it's something that I feel like that's not a tough concept to understand but people struggle with that If your president is doing something right people are more likely not going to be encouraged to feel like that's okay to do just like if you're at your work and your boss is doing this or your boss values this you're probably gonna feel like it's okay you know if your boss treats everybody nicely, you're gonna treat people nicely If your boss treats people like shit you're probably gonna think that's okay to do. So if our president does this or our president does that, that's going to encourage people to follow that, you know? So like for him to say these players are sons of bitches, that they don't care about the country and say all these negative things, that's going to encourage a population of the country to think that way, you know, even if they didn't, or it's going to encourage them to continue to think that way if they already had those thoughts before. That that shouldn't be a hard concept for people to grasp, but uh, I definitely agree. I think a lot of it comes from just how the media portrays these stories and how they talk about it. And they always talk about it as one side or the other, encouraging you to pick a side so that you can create more of a divide. Right. Can we make a
2: risk
0: it, trade? It sells. it sells, man. It's, it's it does, yeah, yeah. It's a business, yeah.
1: It's how yeah. you get people to watch the news, you know? It, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you under. I I think we all understand the business side of it, but I think too many people don't understand how that works. You know, if you really break down news, if you really break down how media and you know uh
0: this is why i want to get professor susan x jane on here so she can break this down for us cuz she'll she <laughs> she'll be really good at talking about communication yeah. and and mm-hmm. uh the communications industry and just stuff that the news does and that people do that propaganda the, the propaganda that's just seamlessly put into our lives mm-hmm. that we don't even think about like yeah. the militarization of sports yeah or just the nfl in general like you like people want to say like uh that it's un-American or whatever to, to kneel or what and all that stuff but the way that sports is being pumped in and, and, and partnered with uh with the military. the military yeah yeah if y'all look at that is crazy That's not even the military marvel, like movies Marvel movies yeah. the military gave um marvel like an absurd amount like I want to say half a bill to do Captain Marvel And then they also get creative input over the movie because of that, because they'll say you can use our planes, you can use our base to shoot, then we'll give you this much money as well. But we have final say on what happens in the movie. And so then the movie ends up being a
2: commercial for the military. (laughs)
1: And and just
2: like the opening act of like any NFL game, like the national anthem is a big thing. And like once towards the end, you got the flyover Mm -hmm. and you got, you know what I'm saying? Cameras on. That all costs money. The military pays for that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, like every time they'll like cut to commercial, like, okay, we're showing so-and-so on base in wherever.
0: Yeah. Just Mm -hmm.
3: like how many times they just show like, oh, this is, they're watching in like, you know, in Afghanistan right now on their base.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the thing. And this is not to knock the military at all, but it's to recognize the partnership that's been created and to critically think about why that partnership was created in the first place. You know, that's the thing is like people think people are talking negatively about the military just by addressing something like that when that's not mm-hmm. the case. You know, we're bringing attention to the fact of, you know, why did this even get started in the first place? What were right. their intentions and what was the impact, you know? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think
2: about that little white kid from Nebraska. That's like I could either play football or go to the military. I don't know why I said little white kid from Nebraska, but it just seemed <laughs> like a profile. I <laughs> nah, man, they
0: really uplift. What's that dude's name? Pat Tillman. I know his name.
1: Yeah, Pat Tillman. Yeah, yeah, Pat, Pat Tillman. Tillman. Mm-hmm.
0: Who's like the the ultimate hero? And again, I'm not knocking him. I know my tone might sound uh, pretty. Bad right now. I don't know, but but I'm not knocking it. But I'm just I'm just saying, like he was a guy who went over. He played in the league and then he went over and got killed in action. Yeah.
3: And suddenly fired too. That they of
0: fired. Yeah. And we hear about it every year. We hear uh,
3: about more than every year.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So. And this is why it's important to critically think.
0: Exactly. Not just critic to be again why i want to have uh, professor susan on here to be a um critical thinker around media especially mm-hmm. now
1: definitely definitely but
2: this is why more importantly why critical race theory is important in schools mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean that's the funny thing though you you, you bring a decent point um you know, we talk highly about the military, but we don't treat them very well. We don't get them the Absolutely. supports and services they need when they come back. And that's something that people just want to gloss over. Absolutely.
2: You know? Listen, Damn. when they were pulling out GI bills and, you know, these, you know, families were getting, you know, middle class suburban homes and stuff, black people tried to apply for them. They was getting a runaround. Come on now. That's just that oh. education too. Yeah. Right, we can talk about it to this day when they get out
3: of the military experiencing some of the stuff they have, there's no support system for them. There's, there's really nothing put in place to, to, to help them when they get back here. They just mm-hmm. kind of like let them go and like, you know, okay, you know. Or, time.
1: right. So there's either nothing in place where they are or it's too difficult to get to the services. They don't know, like there's not, and again, I haven't spoken to somebody directly, but it sounds like there's not a clear communication of after you've served this is where you can get this this is where you can get this you know like and, and that's probably the issue is that the accessibility is not clear so they don't know where to go you know they become homeless they have mental health challenges they they have regular health challenges like that yeah. that's the issue
2: exactly and and what was that movie with bradley cooper the american sniper
1: yeah
2: how they beefed that shit up when well, you really watched that movie
0: another movie that's american military propaganda
2: crazy Dude, it's Jim done by Clint,
0: Clint Eastwood, who's a known conservative. Racist. Yeah, well, that too. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> What's oh,
2: <it's... laughs> uh, uh, called Say right?
1: conservative, racist. That <laughs> oh I was
0: gonna say conservative, but
1: uh, that's the conservative answer. There you hey, go. Listen,
0: I'm... That's true too. Let's do it, you know. Man, the the most recent uh, this is this is gonna go off on a tangent, but the most recent um, military movie piece movie that I watched that was clear clearly like pro military and anti government was um the Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime.
2: Ooh, that's that a good movie, movie though. you liked it? Yeah, it's a good movie. The Tell me movie why you didn't
0: like
3: fresh, that. Why bro. didn't you like it?
2: It was trash. Oh, I predicted hey, the whole hey. thing. Hold, yeah. on, I just, hold on, hold on. I told go on. That's why Ring got that damn Navy SEALs beard right now.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that movie was trash, bro. He ends up boxing the alien at the end, bro. Hand to hand,
1: yeah, some hand to hand combat, bro. It's an oh, Amazon oh, movie, yeah. bro. That's what,
0: um, that's no, what it was supposed to be. It was supposed Sokol, to be right. No, nah, it was a uh, Chris Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Oh okay, sorry. No, and uh, J.K. Movie, Simmons, that movie you're that, talking about, Rashawn, with yeah. Damson Idris, and Anthony Mackey on Netflix is a good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. No, J.K. Simmons was good in Tomorrow War. That was he was like the only good actor. The rest of it made no sense. I love I love
1: him now after after fucking Omni Man. <laughs>
0: yeah, Kareem, how does it make sense? You're gonna go back in time, and Bro, not, so, we're gonna not tell you what the problem is so you can solve it thirty years later. We're just gonna take people from back in time and throw them into the future to fight.
1: So if you're looking for the plot to make sense, it's never gonna make sense when it comes to time travel. Like, <laughs> no, 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 name no. name a name a movie that that, that that where it's had time travel where the plot makes sense. Because all in almost right. any back situation to the, you could yeah, yeah, say back to the future. Back to
3: the future. It all made sense. Avengers I'm not I'm gonna lie, I've never seen back
1: to the future. It's Avengers on Hulu right AD. now.
3: Both both back to Future because that was the first, first time i ever watched it was like two weeks ago. It's on Hulu right now. Back so to Future is a sure.
0: classic movie. It classic is. is I, I had to watch it. it.
3: One
1: and two. Yeah, yeah. one and Can two. Three's
0: all right too, but one and two is great.
1: I don't know. I I I like it, it. it. I thought it was You, it was you funny. have to Establish a
0: set of rules and you gotta follow them. Why would you not just tell them like and then and then the little kid you're gonna tell me the little kid is the one person to find out about volcanoes? The one kid you need in the yeah. world is in your, is in goes cl- back to your class. The person you need in the world is in your classroom. That's
1: how movies work, bro.
0: Scientists and and doctors could not figure this problem out for thirty years, and then a ninth grader, just who's obsessed with volcanoes, figures it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, no, it, no, no, it doesn't. No
0: no. It, it, no, no, and then <laughs> and then Kareem, Kareem, you gonna tell me that you can blow these aliens up? You can blow them up. Mm-hmm. But you're focusing your whole time on finding the syrup? What
1: but they just blow, them, blow them,
0: them up in the end.
1: Oh, because well, <laughs> they found where they all... Because they, they... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but... <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't matter. So, yeah, so they find <laughs> where, they, where they're all coming from. So, like, yeah, then you realize you can just blow it up because they, before they reproduce and create more...
0: Nah, man, it was inconsistent how you could kill them, too. It was like, one second, they're bulletproof. The next second, you're tearing through them with a 50-cal. No, so the, that,
1: the neck and the body,
0: bro. But if the they had a 50-cal, the they were tearing through them. So why don't everybody just have a station gun and have a 50-cal? There's no way you're going to tell me the world will fall to these creatures who are unorganized and cannot communicate.
1: They I can believe movie, it because the countries just copies, won't work together. It
0: copies the movie Alien, too, which is way worse. Way worse yeah. than Alien. And it copies Edge of, Edge of uh, Tomorrow, which is way better, too.
1: I'll say Amazon's movies that um that Tom Clancy with Jordan Michael B Jordan yeah that shit was not good, and this one like I liked but I can understand your your criticism that it wasn't good. I liked yeah. it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't like in terms of the plot, it wasn't a great plot. But okay. I liked it.
0: The people were likable. The actors were likable. Yeah, that's probably what it is. More. That's what yeah. it was. The actors did a damn good job making a script make <laughs> trying to no, sell that it. makes no sense. <laughs> makes sense. Right. So is it
2: right. is it like the co- the like the continuous like theme for like military movies, like these action movies, you always realize that there's like some inside guy or some guy who has flipped or gone rogue. Yeah. And that didn't happen <laughs> in this movie, which is also. Out of nah, it, in,
1: the, in this one, it was about how aliens are like an ex- existential threat when. Right. So
0: are you making your movie about global warming? Are you making your movie about <laughs> immigration? What are you making your movie about? You can't decide. Cause you don't know. You don't right. even know what your movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been it could have been that you could have said something with your movie mm. but they don't even mention that they're like oh yeah these aliens arrived because the ice melts and they were in an ice cap so 30 years later the, all the ice melted so they're gone. it
1: alludes to global warming but it doesn't so say exactly, it out, out loud like nobody yeah. cares.
0: everybody's like oh my god the alien, but nobody cares that the the ice caps are going 30 years <laughs> right the science <laughs> the scientists big, do that's the scientists deal. do that's a big yeah.
1: deal yeah Now nah, you're Come right. on man you're right this this is the thing is I don't I don't like critically assess movies like that. Like I just I watch it for what it is and then I'm like uh eh, I like it or I don't like it.
0: Yeah, no Rashawn will tell you I ruined some of his watch his his experience watching. Yeah, movies too. you, 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 know, you honestly, give some real reviews. You give no, no, some real no, reviews
2: honestly and this is this is the thing now, like being around D or just like watching a show with him. Like, now I feel like I'm more, like, critical when it comes to, like, watching movies or TV shows. I'm just like, I honestly can't rock with this show anymore because he has ruined it for me. I'm too, too, I always have my critical hat on. I'm like, all right, this plot makes absolutely no sense. And that's just, like, two to three minutes into a show.
1: Space Jam is going to be tough for you, man. I'm telling you right now. That's why I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's it's it, it doesn't make sense, but it's got some cool people movie. in it. Well, yeah, that's yeah. So if you're, so let's just jump into this. Movie, right. Let's no, jump no, no. into a this right now. A kids movie can still make yeah, sense. Yeah, we
2: got we have to jump into this. Let, let's do talk
1: that. about this.
0: Terrain. I'm they not gonna okay care for LeBron right now. Debatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a kids movie can make sense to a certain degree. Harry Potter. Like, how that's how not does really ha- a
2: kids movie. It's a young adult, it's a YA movie. They're eleven
1: years old in the first movie.
3: Yeah, but like the the plot of this story, I don't think it's so. It
1: makes movie. sense, like you're going to okay. a train station, you run into a wall, and then you're on the other side of wherever, and you're in you. It's like
3: Narnia. That's like that's a kid. Hunger movie. Games, like the that's Hunger a kid's Games?
0: book. Hunger Games is Hunger Games is younger young adult. <laughs> so is Harry Potter. He's eleven years old at the start, man. Yeah,
1: but even then, it's still yeah. aged for like young adults. Star Wars. Than 11, like, Star Wars, Like how There's many? How
3: many like little kids are reading chapter books at that age? Because that's oh, what Harry Potter.
2: At in third grade, at third grade, I read Harry Potter. No, it's like fifth grade, bro. You're like ten in the fifth grade. Definitely mm. reading chapter books.
1: I mean, Harry Potter is Harry Potter again. Is something where it's like you have to have an abstract all mind to right. so like Fuck, accept all right. Fuck that. Fuck
0: Harry Potter. The Goonies. Mm. What, a, Sand,
1: what? Sandlot. Burrito. Sandlot.
3: Sandlot. <laughs> Sandlot is not a kid's movie. There's a lot of uh, that. That the plot, most of the Sandlot movie Sandlot most of is like,
0: not a kid's movie.
3: Yo, someone help it's
2: me for out. Like, bro, I don't <laughs> think Sandlot is a kid movie <laughs> because, like, all the <laughs> what grown ass man you know is just gonna be like, Yeah, I'm going to the movies. To That's a young
3: adults movie. movie.
2: <laughs> what not. is it rated? What we is it rated? Spot, like PG,
1: right? PG. Like G? <laughs> Don't
3: they swear in the movie? There's yeah, no it's way. Probably, that.
1: It's probably PG. It may, it might be PG thirteen, because like the the scary scenes of the dog. Oh, he and, says,
0: is, "Oh shit!" Right?
1: Yeah, but that's enough to to bump it make up, make it a uh, PG thirteen. Yeah, it no could be enough.
0: Hey, no yo, we have a, we have computers, everybody. We can look.
1: <laughs> we have a Google machine.
0: Yeah. Right. now So watch in, watching, watching. Oh, uh, hold on, hold days on, hold on. Days. I'm not done. Oh, okay. Um Lion King. That's a kids' movie. All right, one of Why? the best because movies it's, ever made. Because it's what, wait, what
1: are you saying about Lion King? Does it Doesn't make sense.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying he's saying that kids' movies aren't good, and
1: I'm naming all these uh, kids' movies that are good. Well, what makes Lion King good? Everything. No, I'm just. I know. I I think it's a good movie. I'm just. Asking yeah, but you no. What I'm just. Out. I'm just saying, like, there can
0: be good movies for kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not gonna excuse. No, so well, uh, no, no. I, I think, mean, I think uh, Shane, the first on, on, one's Toy Toy a very Story? good movie. Toy Story wasn't no. a good movie. Toy Story's a good movie. Toy Story oh, is yeah. a great movie.
1: When I when I reflect on the first Space Jam now, I realize it wasn't that great of a movie. It was just it was dope it. to see it just was Thank dope you. to see Michael Jordan Thank and like these other professional Thank players you. in a game. Yeah. It's Thank not that that's the point. Is Space Jam, these two movies are not made for like these Thank theatrical, you. amazing plots. They're just movies with like superstar celebrities that's cool to see, you know? Yeah, it's nostalgic. And, like, that's it's nostalgic. what i
2: say, yeah.
1: Right, exactly. right. nostalgia So, like, that's what people need to understand
0: going but, into this. Kareem, but also, Kareem, here's the problem too. Hmm. Guess what word I'm about
1: to bring up? Oh, oh what? You better not. <laughs> this is this, <laughs> don't forget to, who we're talking about right it now. Has to be authentic, it
0: if you watch it, authentic. this this is
1: authentic, Bron. I'm telling you, it's corny. It's dad jokes. No, it's, no, no. It's, no. I'm it's, sure it's
0: authentic, Bron. But everybody else knows this is just them. Them. When I say them, Nike. The movie theaters, Warner Brothers, trying to capitalize yeah. on nostalgia, which has been happening recently. They've if you been look at, doing that. Yeah, the whole industry's been doing that. Lion mm-hmm. King did that. Lion King, Mulan, all that. Lion all King, the the last line, the one with Beyonce, I thought was terrible. Exactly my point. Yeah. yeah. Everything that they've re, everything that they've remade, has been trash.
2: So could we just say? say they do, do, us, it, do, do kid do kids That's like true. the remade That's version?
0: That's true. I don't know that answer. I don't. I don't but, know. But but I know that when the original came out, kids and adults both liked them.
1: Is that because they had like things for adults, like you know how like Disney always did, like those kind of like little like sexual innuendo jokes or just like adult oh. jokes for like
2: yeah, probably
1: for like the parents that were watching it with the kids and whatnot, just yeah. to get a laugh. I mean,
2: regardless, it still was in there. Yeah. But also, it's so, but also it's so, it's it was like, new. It was like this... a new... I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. I was just... But, like, think about it. Like, Space Jam, that was just, like, a new thing. And it's so hard to, like, remake, like, something that was new. And the technology was new at that point. Like, Michael Jordan, at the top of his game, at the height of his career, playing against Looney Tune characters, which our parents grew up on. So, like, that was the comparison when that came out. It was something that we could enjoy. And it
0: was something that they can enjoy too. Mm -hmm. I was just I I wanted to finish this point that we're in a reboot culture, like we're rebooting everything, yeah. And all and I can't maybe one or two things that have ever been rebooted has been good. I can't even think of a reboot that's been good. This is the thing, I I can think of a
3: second version that can be
0: like a sequel. Yeah, Yeah, I can think of a sequel that's good, but in terms of rebooting something. Because I can't really reboots think are that so thing, difficult but... because of who you have to target. Do you it's target a cash who? Grab. It... It's just a cash grab.
1: Right? Like, are you targeting so who what it was originally made for, or do you target for that same audience that it was for, however many years ago, and just hope that they like it as well? Yeah, that's like what it, you're talking. Think that's it what is. What it is. It, yeah. think about think,
2: think about the amount of shoes that came. Like Jordan, when that came out, he came out with the he was rocking the the, the space Jam, like the 11s, yeah, right? The con- yeah. LeBron got. So many different colorways.
1: <laughs> yo, the LeBron shoes in Space Jam, bro? I need to get those, though. I didn't,
2: yo, don't tell me. But, like, just look at the sneakers app. Like, you can scroll a Babe. couple scrolls down in so many different colorways for Space Jam.
1: Bron took over the sneakers app for the past week and a half. Yeah.
3: Mm. It's like a money-making
2: a- machine. Because, yeah. like, here's
3: another thing, too. Like, how many kids right now, like, little kids right now are washing Looney Tunes anyway?
1: Yeah, very few. So
3: it's hard to like really market this movie anyway. They're marketing the movie. To be
2: honest, they're marketing the movie for us.
1: I was about but to say, move. Yeah, I think it's, no, for, it's. I think it's but for it's, us.
2: It's also smart because they're catching they're catching that younger audience spot. Because doesn't LeBron have like a Fortnite character or some shit like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so uh, they're like, okay, this is the dude from Fortnite. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yo, but also so crazy. He's the dude it? from Fortnite. Yo, but I no, can't. For real. Also, though,
0: um, you like to Kareem's point, we were talking about earlier and to the point that he just made. You you have to put things in for parents, though, like you have to put things in for the adults to watch or else they're not going to take the adults are the ones who spend the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So they're not going to sit through if they have a choice between sitting through something that's for their kids. One could be potentially funny and good or one is just nonsensical and whimsical. Like mm. you make that. I think you make that choice to go see the good one.
1: Yeah. I think it depends on what you find funny. But for me, a lot of it's like corny, like stupid jokes that like, I like like dumb humor. Like if you make a really bad joke, I'm going to laugh because of how bad it is. So like, that's what it is for me is bronze just making like stupid, like dad jokes, you know, and little yeah. things like that. And then all of the, the other thing about this movie is all of the advertisements and stuff that gets plugged in here. Like the amount of Nike plugs, the amount of other Warner Brother movies and shows that get uh, put in here, um, all the different characters they have, and then all the other celebrities that are in here. Like all mm-hmm. the plugs, like I found that interesting just to be able to see. Oh, that's a Nike symbol in the background right there. Like, oh, that jersey's got LeBron's crown logo on it. Like, that's what was kind of like appealing to me is seeing just product how placement. he put all this product exactly, exactly, yeah.
0: Which again. For me, can can for me can be an authentic, because you are be, de- You just, com- just making a commercial.
1: Yeah, exactly. but I think I think Mooc's right though. I think it's it's probably geared towards our age right now, um, and then there's some elements for kids, you know, in terms of, like the cartoon aspect. But
2: especially like people are already having babies now too, so it's just like, wow, this was like my childhood thing. I would love to share this experience with my kids. You know what I mean? It's Something that I grew up on, but I would love to rewatch the first space game to see the amount of product placement because Michael Jordan was the king of product placement yeah. in his time. It's
0: a different beast what? now. Was he? It's a different beast now. Yeah, yeah nobody I'm, nobody marketed himself more
3: than
2: Michael Jordan did in the nineties. Absolutely,
1: nobody marketed themselves like at that time. I feel like. No, but like. like
2: product placement and branding, like think about the the Dream Team nineteen ninety two, where he put the American flag over his jersey because it was it Reebok was logo. a Reebok logo and it wasn't Nike's, mm. Like little subtle stuff like that.
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah, he pioneered it, but now was it runs rampant. Like all the Transformers movies are just Chevy commercials. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
0: All, all throughout uh, Marvel movies Iron Man only drives an Audi. Only drives an Audi. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Mm. So there's a bunch of yeah. We can get to the again. I have a weird brain, so I see all this shit early. Sometimes, right. it, sometimes it pulls me out the movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you look at if you look at movies that way, they can get distracting from like actually enjoying the movie. Yeah, the critical mind works too hard. You gotta turn it off.
0: No, nah, but then when it's a really good movie, it's a really really good movie. It's like a really good movie. Um, one other movie mm-hmm. I just watched recently that I thought was going to be good that was bad was um, the Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle movie with Ray Liotta on HBO Max. I think it's called, uh, I forget what it's called, but it just came out. And I thought it was going to be good. And the first half was good, and then it was white. Just letting y'all know. I
1: don't even know what movie that is. Yeah. I'll look it up. I just got HBO Max because I'm at home right now. So I've been trying to <laughs> run through some of these movies while I got one. Go
2: Speaking it's called HBO No Max. Sudden
0: Move. No Sudden Move. That's the name of the movie. Oh, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, HBO Max, I mean, that's actually kind of smooth, man, that you could just stream stuff like this now. Like, the pandemic has allowed us to watch box office films from the comfort of our living
1: rooms and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's interesting what it's going to do for movie theaters and just people getting out.
0: Stay.
1: Come for the come, come, come. Oh, another... Another, mm-hmm.
0: unfortunate <laughs> Another unfortunate news. Another unfortunate news. I hate to lead into it like this, but we'll go back to the NFL, man. Uh, there was a pretty disturbing 911 call from um, Ashley Sherman, uh, Richard Sherman's uh, wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, so what had been happening was Richard Sherman, I believe, just got into a car crash and then was trying to make his way to his uh, father in law's house where his wife was. Um, and kids were as well, I believe. And he was uh, inebriated, and then he is trying to get into the house, uh, slamming the door, trying to get into the house, and screaming, Um, and obviously this is causing an uproar and a riot, and everybody's scared. It gets to the point where um, Ashley Sherman decides to call the 911 line and um, gets a dispatcher who... I believe, um, didn't do her job well. Um, and I'm not one who is familiar with dispatchers, but it really seemed like a condescending and not helpful tone was being taken place by the dispatcher while Ashley Sherman was trying to get um, help there to help subdue Richard. Um, and and uh, yeah, I mean, you can listen to the sound. The sound, honestly, kind of it gets, is kind of disturbing to me. To hear how scared Ashley is, and how Ashley is um, reaching out to the dispatcher for help, and the person who's supposed to, whose job is supposed to be for help, um, reacts in such a negative way you know, in a negative space, um, saying stuff to Ashley like "stop, stop, like stop talking, uh, slow down," um, but in, not in like a nice way, but like in a way like that Ashley's inconveniencing the dispatcher. And um, I really hope that's not protocol. I really hope that's not how all dispatchers talk to people. But um, the whole story is is, is a sad story. Um, you know, you got Richard, you got Ashley, the kids, the father-in-law, and then. But really, what I'm, what I, what I got from it so far is like, yo, what the hell's wrong with the dispatcher?
2: Um, I don't know what. You, what do you guys think? Well, for Someone who watches a lot of uh, Crime Watch Daily documentaries and stuff and you hear the 911 calls um this police dispatcher did a terrible job um I feel like she definitely to your point D downplayed diminished everything that was going on um shout out to Ashley Sherman though for like keeping it she seemed very like although the circumstances that were what were going on uh she seemed very level-headed I think there was a point in time where she realized, okay, this police dispatcher is going to put out a call and I don't want my, not just a football player, it being Richard Sherman, but I don't want my black husband to be shot and killed. So I think she recognized that based off of the way that the police dispatcher was talking to her. And I didn't appreciate the way she told her to, to stop talking and, Rather than asking for her address, which she needed in that time, she, she was more into, okay, what, what kind of threat? What, what, do you, what do you mean? What has he been drinking? Like, bitch, get somebody here. <laughs> like, you're not a fucking psychologist. Do your job. Dis, you're a police dispatcher. Dispatch somebody out. I'm in yeah. trouble. We need some help. And I wonder if this story would have came out had it not been a professional football player. Would we be hearing about this right now?
1: Yeah, I, I think, Shiz, you bring up two points that I just want to kind of acknowledge and piggyback on being, again, one, how the operator responded. And I have like the transcript here where there's a couple of instances where she's saying, stop, stop, what's the address? Is there a weapon? And again, I think people have to listen to the video to kind of understand the context and the tone. Um, but then saying things like, listen to me, you need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need. Which in some cases dispatchers do need to say things like that because they're speaking with people that are panicked, that are disoriented. So they need to to be very direct and calm the people down. But I think in this case, Ashley was panicked, but she was also very aware of the situation and was just trying to get as much information as she and could clear. to this operator. She was, and she was clear.
0: Clearly, very right. clear. I could right. understand everything she was saying.
1: Right. So, so to me, what this sounded like is an operator going through her checklist of things that she has to get when, when they receive a call and Ashley giving so much information at once that the operator had to go back up to her list and kind of be like, all right, let me get, where's the address? All right, who's, who's involved? Whereas Ashley was just kind of, you know, getting all the information out there as, as quickly as possible. And so the dispatcher's like, wait, wait, I need this. Wait, I need this. Stop interrupting me. It's so like, it kind of just seemed like the the operator just was overwhelmed by how much information she was taking in or Ashley was giving. And that kind of led to her having uh, this kind of tone with her. Um, yeah. And but, that definitely bothered me too. Yeah, I think it's it,
2: just a way to talk to people. And I don't think like you're telling me to stop, stop. I'm, I'm speaking right now. Like it's just like, wait, oh, who, who are you? Who are you talking to? And, and and I know I me, I would have I would have probably hung up on her. But like if I don't know if, if a situation like that happened, you know, I would be annoyed. But I mean, this is this is a lifeline. Like this is someone that could be that extension to the help that I need to diffuse the situation. And she's talking to me like this.
1: Yeah, I think there's just a, a little lack of empathy, it sounds like, almost from the dispatcher. Right. And the other thing, right. Shiz, that you brought up is Ashley had the, the awareness to say, you know, my husband is Black and he is, dis- he is dysregulated right now. Please do not come here, you know, with the intentions of, of trying to to harm him. Like he is, you know he, you know, he is having a very tough time right now, but do not come here thinking that he is a danger or that he is... Like, don't come here about to shoot this man, basically, is what she's saying. Right. And to have the awareness to have to that. say that. Right. right. To, to have to say that on the phone, that's, yeah. that's what really is just like, that, if that doesn't tell you what's going on today, like, I don't know what else will. That while somebody is in a panic that she has to tell the police, hey, don't come here and kill my husband. I'm asking for help. I don't want you to come here and kill him. Like, right. that, that just screams to me, you know, what we're dealing with right now.
2: And, and to that point, too, that she was holding out for a long time to really disclose who her husband was. She was.
1: Mm.
2: You know? um. Man, I felt She like knows police... that's recorded. Exactly. And I think she also realized that the police dispatcher, in, in my opinion, I feel like she was more so caught up on the potential threat piece rather than getting somebody there. Maybe that's protocol. I don't know. But I felt like her attention was more on Oh, what did he say he was going to do to police if they arrived? Like, those are questions that you need to ask. Mm. I don't know. I just think that
3: at a certain point, you have to realize, one, this woman's panics. So, like, making her any more flustered could be a horrible, you know, horrible for the situation. Because you're trying to, I understand she's trying to, like, calm this woman down and stuff. But there's definitely a better way of of going about it like he she could have said like listen madam i'm gonna need you to breathe okay just to kind of like relax her down but like condescend, like talking to her condescendingly and things like that is not how you're going to get the information you need and it's not really helping the situation because this whole situation because obviously you're not in this woman's situation so you don't know what's going on in the household right now you don't know if, if richard sherman's kicking down doors and things like that you only you know you only you're in your office right now. So this woman's trying to give you everything that you need and you want to, you know, talk down to her and stuff like that instead of just getting the help that she needs or just, you know, you know, working with her as best as possible just to kind of come up with the solution for the time being.
1: And uh, just to kind of add to that, um, there is like a quote here in this article from the former King County Sheriff John uh who kind of explains why the dispatcher is interrupting. And he goes on to say, she's short with the woman because she's taking control. Anytime you're in a conversation with someone, when someone takes control, that makes people step back and say, hey, wow, what's going on here? But in this case, they don't understand why it's so important, why it's absolutely critical and can be life and death. This may be upset with, they may be upset with the kind of tone of it, but when you realize all that has to be done, it's just fine. The dispatcher has certain information she has to get, and she has a right to get it now.
2: Um,
3: That's bullshit. I'm, he's just trying to protect his, his, his employees.
1: And I, I get where he's what he's saying, but again, even if you have information to get, there's a certain way to go about that to try to help the Always. person, Always. you know, what they're dealing with while getting what you got to get. You know, I, I get that they have, you know, uh, a list of what they need, the address, you know, weapons involved. If anybody's hurt immediately, but you know, there's still a way where you can talk to somebody respectfully. You don't, you know, there's certain things in the transcript that I think most people would say she didn't need to say that. You know, there's another way she could have taken control.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like this just goes back to like a deep thing, like stuff against Black queens in general. Like you, you know, speaking for them and and making it seem like it's not bigger than it actually is. And I felt exactly. like that. That took place in this conversation. Maybe I'm not saying that the right way, but I feel like that's what really triggered me. Um, in listening to the, you know, to the recording.
0: Yeah, because it does come off like it's, it's an instance of it being like, yo, is this shit racist? And like usually when I have that like inkling of is this shit racist, it usually is racist, and I just haven't really thought about it because the way the lady sounded coming off was like. Yo, I've done. With, I've dealt with so many of these, like black women before. Like I gotta figure out whether this shit is true or not. Right. Like, oh, here goes another call. Well, another one. Let me let me sort this out quickly.
2: Like and the lady you know, sounded
0: exasperated and tired.
2: To, to me, to to be honest with you, I think that police dispatch call ran. It it was two two minutes too long. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that should have. You got you obtained the information. I mean, in in Ashley. We said was very level headed. She gave her the information that she needed, but you're, you're turning. I into was waiting for Ashley right to now. check her. Like, yeah. yo, listen,
0: right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get help from me. So exactly. you need to stop talking to me like this. Like, what the right. hell's wrong with you? Right. That's what I would have said in that moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm just
3: curious. Like, I feel like, I, I mean, I've, I've never worked as a dispatcher before, but I feel like there's like, don't they like, isn't like a time limit that they need to have a solution? Like, within, like, a minute or a minute 30 or something like that, like, by that point, okay, I didn't know if there was, there's supposed to be, you know, there's supposed to be a solution put in place at that point, like, if this call goes on for a certain amount of time and nothing's being done, something has to be, something has to be put in motion, because, like, at the end of the day, like, this person does have, person making the phone call, you do have this person's information. Or some of the information. I know, like, you aren't getting random phone calls from people just saying, I'm Joe Schmo from Illinois when they know you're right up the street or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, if at a certain point you could have taken Maggie own hand, like, let me just send somebody over there right now and I'll get the information to them as they're starting to head there. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's what most of the time happens is once they, once they know what, what the call is being, what the call is about, they send somebody almost immediately, whether it's the ambulance, fire truck or police. And then while they're on the way, they're still collecting information from the, from the caller. And then, like you said, just updating them on the way.
0: Okay. Um, Uh, But this goes to the point where, like, yo, why black people don't call for help? We don't call the police. Yeah. True. yeah. (laughs) Like this, and this it's, is the other side of it. like, And it's oh. frustrating
1: because it's like it's it's a very specific situation, but most people could probably extrapolate it to something else they've dealt with or something that they would worry about dealing with if they did call the police. Yeah. You know, and that's the scary thing. Yeah. There's so many people that refuse to call the police because they worry about the police coming and shooting. They worry about, you know, getting deported. They worry about being judged or viewed in a certain way because of this, you know. And and that's a problem for the police. That's a problem. The police need to figure out how to how to adjust to how they're viewed in the communities. To that to last part, Kareem,
0: that. a big part of that, like you said, judged people. People, black people, fear that that judgment or that um, that being talked down to toness. Like we'll avoid that. Like mm-hmm. that's that's to our to our detriment sometimes. But we'll avoid that. Respect right. is a big thing with with our culture. Mm-hmm. And and the one thing my dad told me was, like, a lot of people ended up dead or in jail because of respect.
1: But And to the other point of this, you know, like Richard Sherman, I I hope that he gets the help that he needs. I would like to see – not that the NFL needs to publicly announce this, but I would like to see the NFL, you know, get him the support he needs. You know, if there's not already a program in place, which I think there is, but there needs to be. He needs to get, you know, whatever help he needs to be dealing with whatever crisis he, you know, he's dealing with right now.
2: And I think he came out with a comment, too, um, mm-hmm. around some of the stuff that he's been dealing with over the several weeks and um, mentioned it having to do a lot with, you know, his mental health and he's working against help around mm-hmm. that. So
0: What was also crazy, Kareem, was how they reported it, because they reported it, that it was a DV, a uh, domestic violence assault.
1: Yeah, which is oh
2: yeah, exactly. Yep. They
0: reported it that he he beat up his wife.
1: Yeah, when in the call you can hear Ashley saying he like wrestled with her her, fa- her father, stepfather, yeah, her, her stepfather uncle or something or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that's the headline, right? Is domestic yeah. violence, it's the DUI, it's domestic violence, it's all this stuff. It's not Goes
2: back to media and stereotypes
1: and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and and Ashley came out
0: like very very re- really like quickly after that and said like yo richard did not put his hands on me richard did not put his hands on our kids we're fine we're safe like that did not happen right like this is what happened mm-hmm. and we're hoping that richard gets the help that he needs
1: yeah and I, like, I think another piece though is i don't know how many people know but like richard is an incredibly intellectual guy like yes this man is i would like he's a football genius but like he's just an intelligent dude in in general, you know. Yeah. I think he went to Stanford. You know, very smart guy. Um, and so like to see to see somebody like him who you know at one point was a top cornerback in the league and still a very good cornerback now. You know, you see him dealing with these challenges, and I, again, I think it just goes to show that like everybody can deal with mental health, whether you're at the top of your game or you're at the bottom of, you know, the depth charts, whatever, whether you're an athlete or just an average every day, nine to five person. Like, I just hope it speaks to the fact that anybody can be dealing with, with mental health and that we shouldn't, like you said, D, it shouldn't be, um, the story shouldn't be written how it was written about him, but that in general, like the way we talk about it needs to change, like a huge issue with this is just how people have been addressing it how it's been reported so far
0: even people trying to show the video of him slamming the door down and stuff just with no con- it's just like no context on no nothing it's really tasteless to me mm-hmm. it's really and tasteless but that's what it's the world we live in people want clicks mm-hmm. you know um, but yeah does this does this sound like CTE to y'all because he was talking about uh, actually said that he was talking about trying to kill himself. So. And he can't, he, uh, he previously, he's already been, they already, he already tried to get a registered gun. They didn't let him get a gun.
1: I don't know. I, I almost feel like CTA, CTE is, is talked about a little too much whenever a football player has a crisis or an issue, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm no doctor. So maybe, maybe it could be. I mean, but
2: you got to look into it though. Cause there are a lot of cases, right? Yeah. Of NFL players who have, because you can't get you can't you can't be diagnosed with CTE until after you die, right, or something like that, or you can't scan. Yeah, it, they can't and yeah. find yeah. it
3: to, find can't. it until after yeah.
2: you die. But I mean, with I mean Aaron Hernandez, like yeah, they uh, said, he had advanced stages of it. Junior, what's his name? Junior Seau Junior, Seau. junior Seau. He had so tried he to said. kill himself twice. One other time before he had actually killed himself. So I mean, there's just yeah. so many different cases, and I mean, I mean the Will Smith movie. He came. He went to the NFL about it, and they're still going to dismiss it because, at the end of the day, this is this is a billion dollar, a multi-billion dollar industry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know the the link of suicidality with CTEs is is very interesting. Um, I wonder how much research is really able to be done at this point about that. But it's a good question. I'm sure people are wondering. Yeah, the
0: dude on the Chiefs too. Oh, That's the the
2: dude who shot the, um, he drove family? to the
0: facility, yeah, and then killed himself in front of I think it was Romeo Cornell or was it Romeo? Whoever was on the Chiefs that time. I could look this up as well.
2: What about, about, about the most that. the most recent guy? The one uh, in South Carolina, he was a former Patriot.
1: Yeah, we had talked about another player, um, yeah, a couple months, a couple months ago, probably. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, I mean there's definitely been cases, right? There's there's definitely been cases and
0: in... Jovan Belcher kills girlfriend, kills himself.
3: Oh, I do
0: remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Driving to the Chiefs training facility. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, so uh, Yeah, Scott
0: Polio and Romeo Cornell killed himself right in front of him.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's terrifying.
2: I mean, it just goes to show like how intense like some of these environments are, man. It's like very competitive. And I know Remy mentioned it before, like that mindset that certain players have to be in and sometimes it's hard to turn it on and off you
1: know Mm. yeah yeah no so you 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 hope all the players get the help they need but you know for this moment you hope Richard Sherman gets gets the support he needs and sounds like his family's there for him and has his back so that is good he's got that support system I
0: like what you pointed out Kareem about how this can happen to anybody because that was the first thing honestly first thing I thought was like damn Richard like
1: Right. You yeah, you would never know, right? You would never know. He he was the one who's supposed to he
0: not just damn Richard in terms of he was intelligent, but damn he was like I don't wanna say one of the good ones, because that sounds crazy racist, but I wanna say like (laughs) like he was advocating, Mm -hmm. he was speaking up, uh, and he was doing stuff off the field that was having a positive impact.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And so so yeah. That it, it felt different for me to see this one than per se to see an Air
2: Hernandez who was wilding out the whole time. Mm, and yeah. then, could you could you see this kind of like I mean, yeah, the way Richard carried himself, but like he also had a lot of like people like preying on his downfall. Yeah, like even exactly. with the memes and stuff, like reporters and like exactly you know, that's also that's, that's also I was mentality. like
0: that's also why I was like damn Richard like. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, this was something else that me and my family were talking about. But just like the idea of mental health and how people always want to be able to say like, Oh, yeah, I saw this coming. Or oh, I could see he was, you know, he had signs of this or had signs of that. Like, most of the time, no, you didn't like you could walk down the street, you would never know somebody's dealing with depression, anxiety with suicidal thoughts, like, you know, Richard Williams, Robin Williams, like there's, there's countless examples, right? Yeah, There's so many people that you, you you don't know what's going on, you know, with somebody behind closed doors. And and that should be enough for people to say, like, I should just treat people with a basic level of respect because yeah. I don't know what they're dealing with. And yeah. it's always afterwards, like, oh, my God, Richard's been dealing with this. You know, just wait until the reports come out and we find out what's been going on. or you And then people might change their mind. Oh, I should give him more empathy. Like, no, you should have been treating him like a human being to start. You know, like.
0: And, and that's the point with that dispatcher call, Kareem. She was not treating her like a human being, like mm. she was not treating her like an adult human being, like mm. she yeah. being treated like a child
2: who did something wrong,
1: right? And yeah.
2: kind of like, yo, what, what, what do you want me to do?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want you to do your job,
1: <laughs> right? And, and that's where it starts it's the dehumanizing, or it's the you know, you're talking to an adult, but you treat him like a child, and and you know, people feel that they feel how you're presenting to them, and that changes that's how way, they then act you on know mentality mm-hmm. you know so you know take well, care of people man you don't know what people are dealing with like just be it doesn't it doesn't take much to be a good human being you know it doesn't take much just to be a a nice guy or a nice girl you know yo, it, it really yo, doesn't we, we,
2: we gotta we gotta start acknowledging like or just giving each other comments can we say something like that On a podcast Yeah, yeah. Yo man Come on we gotta do that D, I, love, I love the way Your, your do-rag Just lays on top of your yeah. head <laughs> This dude Yo Kareem Your shirt's cute <laughs> <laughs> dude, Those are beef those are, those are fire man I Like that little piece stuff you got Under there man I just realized
0: Our podcast is Unofficially sponsored by
1: Right Facts <laughs> What's up? Who yeah. owns Beats now? Is that Apple?
0: Yeah, they sold it. Oh no, yeah, Yo, they, yeah. Jay like, sold it to the Apple, the, didn't he? Yeah.
1: These aren't Beats,
2: but these are these are them eats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Along oh, with the feesies he had on in DC. Oh <laughs> my!
1: Yeah.
2: Damn, yeah. brought it back. Yeah, Edgar. Edgar, when you get to this, <laughs> it might be a year from now, but when you get to this, edit that out. <laughs> feesies. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah, but definitely reach out to someone in your circle, man. Tell them that you love them. If you Take care knows, of people. You never know what people are um, people are going through.
1: For real, for real. Well, and to get in to get into some lighter news before we kind of wrap it up, um, we we got uh, what some people would call a pretty good final series right now, huh? Maybe some uh, predictions that some people are looking like they might be right. It's like a good oh, final maybe. series, maybe. but it's like maybe. a trash final series at the same time. Well, this is the thing, right? Some people are saying it's trash. Some people are saying it's good. It's fucking basketball in the finals, <laughs> like, bro. Like, like, I mean, what do you, what do you want? Like, you, you got, you, know you got some want. good teams that are playing. Yeah, you know, know who we want?
0: You know it's why? Not, it's not greatness. It's like these teams just tripped and ended up here. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Yo, you guys, who, like, who the hell is a Bobby Porter's bro? Like, Yo, who said that meme that said Bobby Portis <laughs> looked like he always left a
2: stove on? That shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but he, he's, he's bringing, he, he's definitely bringing that energy, though, that mm. the Bucks need. Yeah. but
1: Yeah, man. Uh,
2: every
0: championship team got to have that, like, off-hinge dude. Yeah. It was it last league, year? I think slightly is uh slightly off.
1: Who's off for the Lakers last year?
0: Um, uh, didn't they have a Morris? Oh, they did have a Morris.
1: You think Morris
0: they also had for... Dion Waiters too. They also had Rondo. Rondo's a little slightly off. Oh yeah, Lakers
1: were... definitely had somebody. Okay, you're right. yeah, you're right. Who was it the year before? Was it Toronto? Who did Toronto have? Kawhi. Uh, that was a good Kawhi. team. It's Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, he's Kawhi, off like but that.
2: Were, but <laughs> yeah, Kawhi. He's, tough, but he's a little off. <laughs>
0: Damn. I mean, Kyle Lowry's a little off too. But oh, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little strange.
1: Serge. Serge's kind of a funny dude. Baca's a little.
0: Yeah, Serge is off too. Hey,
2: yeah. speaking of speaking of product placement, though, we had LeBron courtside with his own tequila. Yeah, bro.
1: How he Lobos. tell me how he got that in there, bro. He got a Yo. bottle of Lobos under his chair on the front row on the on the sideline. Bro, sure that's tell, fine. You, you tell on the, the side.
2: You, you gotta tell LeBron. They give
1: him- bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. He probably just went to the bar and said, Give me the bottle. The guy was like, Okay. Or he just man, walked wow. into the, he just walked in, in the, with
1: it. Why he need <laughs> a bottle,
0: bro? <laughs>
3: yeah, like, he this, man is in, this man's uh, in the NBA finals with his own <laughs> his own tequila sitting court, sir. All
2: right. You look very unbothered. This man is a genius. Making money right now. Space Jam 2 out. So come on, man. Mm. This man might
3: have be might be getting more on social media about Space Jam than like we're talking about the actual NBA finals at this point.
2: Hold on, hold on. I got a question, and I think this might sound like a stupid question, but why doesn't LeBron have his own, like, kind of like Jordan entity? Why doesn't he have that? Nike why won't he, let that happen. Why not?
1: He tried. tried Nike to won't let that happen
2: because Nike, Jordan
0: is basically – could be argued to be a rival of Nike, <laughs> even though Nike's making all the money. But the Jordan brand is just that he, recognizable.
1: LeBron talked about this in a, in a road tripping right. podcast recently that he tried to have Luca be the first um, LeBron, LeBron athlete. athlete.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, And so he was trying to, to get that done with Nike. Didn't really get into details why it didn't happen, but then Luca chose Jordan. But um, I think Braun definitely wants to do something like that where he's got LeBron athletes, you know? Well, he'll do. definitely
0: have athletes, but there won't be like a
2: LeBron brand. But do you not think like, he's, not like a Jordan brand? Yeah. Do you think he's content because he got like this lifetime deal that we don't even know? He's most definitely content. Okay. Cool. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? He's getting old. Like, you know, he's He's getting paid, bro.
1: He's content, but he definitely is going to want to continue to like make sure that he's got a stranglehold. You oh, know, he'll like, have.
0: He has a plan. It just won't be the same as Jordan. Mm. Yeah. I Just don't think Nike, I don't think Phil Knight, I don't think they'll let that happen again. Just like with Marvel, they let Robert Downey Jr. get a percentage in on the movies, the movies make a billion dollars. He gets paid 200 million off of, yeah, movie. well, well, well so that was just go
1: Robert's go. amazing, like, um, negotiating, right? right but don't, but, but they'll never let, let that happen again, yeah, yeah you're, right. you're right, you're yeah, right, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna let that happen with Chris Evans or Thor or. Anthony Mackie or any of them dudes. Definitely
3: not Anthony Mackie. <laughs> 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 and, and in fact, in yep. fact, they're
0: getting rid of all the old people because they're, they're tired of paying them so much. Mm-hmm. So they're cycling they in, the yeah. in the new people because they don't yeah. cost as much. Smart guys.
2: You see Anthony Mackie with his sports, with his agent, they're like, who is this guy? Papa Doc? Clarence.
1: Oh, yeah, you guys so think the that?
0: we was talking about the finals. We couldn't even talk about the finals. That's how boring it is.
1: Well, I was that trying so to get strange. y'all onto it. Somebody <laughs> distracted. Somebody, I don't know.
2: That was made the product placement.
1: Mook had a had, had, had a prediction on. here. Mook had a prediction here. What do you think? Mooc, right, so
2: nobody cares. Nobody Mook
3: before the series <laughs> opposed by I think everybody on this podcast opposed me. I don't think so. High Wait, stack. did you just refer
1: to yourself in third person? He did. Yes, he did. did. He did. let he that did.
0: fly. Product, <laughs> product placement. <laughs> that's the name, blue, that's blue. the name of this episode is product placement. That's the name of this episode.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. like
0: I said, I had said
3: before the finals that I was taking the Bucks in six. I didn't have the games right. I said that the, the Bucks would win game two and then win both at home and then win, lose game five and then win game six. But... You know, they lost the first two, and everybody thought it was over and thought Chris Paul was getting his championship. They were getting him fitted for a ring, and then they've lost the last three straight. Are they back
2: in um Milwaukee? Oh, yeah, they're they in Milwaukee? Milwaukee.
1: They're back in oh, Milwaukee. Oh,
2: yeah, it might. It might, it might be in, the words,
3: in the words of Mook, put him in a pack.
0: Yo, how but crazy has – Smoking on Chris Paul this weekend. <laughs>
1: Damn. How crazy is the scoring, baby? He you...
2: got insurance. Shout out to
1: State Farm. You have you have Giannis who's got back to back 40 point games. You got Book who's got back to back 40 point games now. Like the was, offense in, in this in this series has been pretty crazy. Because there's
3: no bucket getters on the court. Well, it's like a no like solid defenders, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nobody yeah. can guard nobody anybody. Can anybody
0: yeah. <laughs> it's
3: like because first of all, like it was like a horrible matchup, like to begin with. I was like, bro, like nobody could guard Giannis on the floor. Mm-hmm. as long as he's not doing dumb shit where he's like just sitting there dribbling the ball at the top of the key and pulls up. Do they up have Crowder
2: on Giannis?
3: Yeah, see, like, Crowder what is that? Aiden. What has what Crowder done on anybody?
0: Right. Except get cooked for Laney Young. Crowder, Crowder used to be a LeBron stopper. <laughs> Yo, stop. Crowder was yeah. never a LeBron. Although LeBron stoppers got stopped. Stop it. <laughs> yeah,
1: There's a list of dead men. Yeah, there's a list the, of dead men that, that used team. to be. Yeah. Jason Terry. PJ Tucker, Jason, um, uh, Jason um, Lan, Lance Stevenson, Lance Stevenson used to think oh, that he was the LeBron one. stopper. That was yep. a
0: Danny Granger. Joe well, oh. happened? Ooh,
1: Danny there. Granger.
0: <laughs> Jimmy, exactly. Bama. What happened to J- Danny Granger? The yeah, wild <laughs> <it> dang. Yeah, <laughs> oh, what <my
1: God. laughs> Yo, yeah, that's something else. That's that's a crazy conversation.
3: I mean, I don't know why you'd ever think a Duke guy would be able to stop anybody on defense. Ain't bad
0: again. Oh my god. Got
2: us that chip
3: uh,
0: down in Miami. Paul mm-hmm. Pierce. Don't forget Paul Pierce was a part of this Pierce list too. Pierce <laughs>
3: <He laughs> asked. He asked to murdered.
1: It's it's like like I'm, Bobby I'm smurdered. a guard
3: <laughs> He asked to get 49 put on his brain. <laughs> <right. laughs>
1: like, I got him.
3: And the that only Paul thing Pierce that he can the on only him? the only good that came out of it was uh, that LeBron missed a free throw at the end not to get 50.
1: <laughs> yeah. God. Yo. Mm-mm. Is there a LeBron? Iggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Iggy's probably the was gonna, I was going to say, Iggy Iggy's might probably be. the
3: best LeBron defender.
1: And Kawhi might no, Kawhi be No, Kawhi, no.
3: LeBron was shooting like 90, 40, 50, 40, 90 <laughs> in the finals against Kawhi. <laughs> uh,
1: that, was, that was young Kawhi. That was the Spurs Kawhi.
3: Yeah, Kawhi got t- cooked twice in these finals. And if Kawhi would have made it past last year, he would have got cooked last year too in the play in the bubble.
1: He wouldn't have played Braun very much. It would have been PG on him.
3: He could get it too. PG yeah. was also one of those people that was supposed to be a LeBron stopper too.
1: PG for for the Pacers was yeah. maybe one of the closest things. Uh he wasn't that close to it actually. <laughs> Braun was still giving that work, but yeah.
2: I think that PG, LeBron stopper Argument might have went out the window when Dame game this shit. <laughs> That's a bad PG.
3: shot.
0: It's
3: a PG. bad shot. PG came to the sideline, mad as shit at everybody else. Yeah. Bro, it wasn't even a good shot.
1: It's tough. It's tough.
0: Yo, Skip Bayless said, "This is what happens when LeBron shows up to root for you in a huge NBA Finals."
1: Home I game. knew, I knew somebody was going to say <laughs> some shit about that, bro. There's a picture of of CP <laughs> getting true. dunked on or trying to foul Giannis with Bron in the background. Yeah, he getting dunked on. Yeah, he getting dunked on. He's trying to foul. He's getting dunked on. But I knew somebody was going to say some shit. It's Braun's fault. It's crazy. It's crazy. The
0: Casamigos.
1: Mm-mm. I really wanted to see CP and, and Book get a ring, but like Giannis getting a ring is not. It's not not bad. I'm happy. Yeah,
0: Drew Holiday. has a good story too. I'm happy.
3: And Drew. Yeah. Also, I made a I made a, a statement to my brother the other day. I don't know if I talked to you guys about this. If Giannis wins this championship this year, is he the greatest European basketball player of all time? Over Dirk? Yes.
1: He very much has potential to be. I don't know if it instantly puts him in that category.
3: I think it has to. Because Dirk has has nothing over him at
2: this point. I mean, he averaged what's his average? Thirty, right?
3: Yeah,
0: but Dirk, how many Dirk didn't have MVP? Did he? He Yes, one MVP. One. Uh, Giannis has
3: two. Dirk has never played defense. Giannis has a
2: different play of the year. <laughs> well, isn't this like it's a statistical thing, right? Because this is how people compare Michael Jordan to LeBron, right? So it's just like I don't know if Giannis yeah. just
1: jumps like that, but he definitely gets in the conversation. Uh I don't know. Who else would be there? I just thought Tony not Parker it, it and um at. and not um and what's the other dude from the Spurs? Jinobo no, Ginobo's from, from Argentina. Argentina, South America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My phone. Hey, yo,
2: how it. many, how many, um, how many championships did Kukos win?
1: You, you said Kukos? <laughs> this
2: man was a role player.
1: <laughs> yeah, come on, now. that's a stretch. That's a stretch.
3: No, I mean, man, he was he taking all incredible. Scotty Pippen's bread, but <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah Moke, you might have a point. Giannis, Giannis definitely gets catapulted into that into that, that, that top category.
3: I was like, like to be honest, i be like he might be like top three international players at that point, but I just don't think he'd be better than Hakeem yet. But because mm. that's the only international player I can think of that wouldn't he wouldn't be better than
0: right.
1: Well, speaking of international European, you guys see Luca made the cover for um, NBA yeah. 2K22. Hey, and Dirk. What what are the co- what are the covers? I don't get. So there's four it's- covers. There's five covers. You got Luca. And then you've got a Legends Edition, which has KD, um, Dirk, and Kareem. And then you have a WNBA color that's got um, Candace Parker.
2: Two K is going way too much right now.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think
3: it's dope. I think it's dope. They have too many. I gotta know. fix the game first.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I that's pray what they worry God about. This they, game is paying, better.
3: They're paying all these people for this whack ass game. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: think NBA Live's about to take it. No. NBA Live hasn't even released a game.
1: Yeah, they've been done for a few yeah, they, they took last year off. It was giving people
3: free games. Yeah. Just to get people on their servers. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I pray that game's gonna be better. This year was trash. Was I just
3: bad. saw a, I saw a video of, of Steph Curry blocking uh a, a Giannis. Of Giannis and was, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't get this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Uh, it's tough here. Shooting is broken uh, Everything's broken in that game
1: Yeah KD said it's perfect the way it is Of course he says it Yeah <laughs> That's what I That's the first thing I thought I was like KD would say some shit like that That's just yeah. That's a KD comment Cause yeah. offense is broken in that game and He's okay with that
3: Yo also People were roasting KD On social media the other day They were talking about The year that KD becomes The best player in the world Is the year he loses To the Bucks in the second round And loses to Nigeria <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's about right. That's about right. It's, t- it's a tough life for KD. Mm. It's yeah. tough being
3: in a, in LeBron's shadow, and it's gonna mm. suck when he becomes the third best player in the world because
1: Giannis is getting his ring this year. Oh, and he uh, didn't I s- do it with a super team. So, so la- last point, last point. If Giannis wins, does Giannis jump to the top player in the league going into next year? I
3: sadly have to say yes.
1: What do you think? Yeah, D?
0: I guess. I sadly have to say. It's by default.
1: By default. Chiz. Even a healthy Braun going into next season, you still think he jumps? Probably.
2: You think he's gonna get finals? He's gonna get Finals MVP too. Easily, yes. easily. It bro. can't
1: be. It can't he, be. Even if the Suns win, Kuzma he could be Middleton. in. He could be in like a LeBron case where like he, it, he might lose win it even it. He's
2: a bucket, bro.
3: I don't care. Nah, Kuzma Middleton or or Michael Middleton. <laughs> you One said of the Kuzma twice. Middleton. Either MJ <laughs> wow. or, or Kuzma. No in between. That's, That's crazy. Nah, on Chris on that name, bro. Chris Middleton gets hot, bro. It's yeah. over. Cool. It yes, he's yeah. he's ninety six Michael Jordan in the in the logos. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Man looks like Michael Jordan the
2: triangle offense. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He just
3: like clear it
2: out. Dude. I'm going straight to the bucket.
0: He <laughs> look like an overgrown chipmunk.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, that crazy.
2: middle on here and start
0: boxing up B. Uh, he won't box me. He bite me. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: say Look
1: at
3: Mook, yeah, so. Mook, where we
1: at Mook? where we
3: at uh, you can find us on off the rip dot podcast on um, uh, Instagram and off the Rip underscore podcast on Twitter um, like I said if you like the podcast inter- interact with us there my fault interact with us there you know we love to um, reach out to our fans um, you know so like I always say you know tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a give us a uh i follow you won't be disappointed <laughs> i don't know what that was
0: and that's <laughs> What's been another done. episode of off that of was wood. crazy bro yo distracted that i definitely will <laughs> <laughs>
2: All your on that All it's late for you it's too late for me the game ain't fair. i don't make the rules but if you break free and nobody cares the worst thing
1: to do is forget about where you came from How the fuck I hit end- the